Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Yeah, three with Justin Acre and three with John Neighbors and uh, and Joe Franklin. Uh, joining us now, in addition to uh, Bruce James, uh, which is Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Our last uh, visit with Bruce this year is Phil Parker, one of our finalists. Uh, from Iowa, defensive coordinator. Good morning, Phil. How are you? Good morning, Dave. How are you, you doing? You're, you're, a, you're an early riser, right? <laughs> I love it. So listen, we have got more hate, uh, uh, Bruce and Roger and, and Josh, from Iowa fans for years. How has Phil Parker never made it to the Brules Award? Because he does the same thing every year. And uh, so we've been rooting for you. Not that you know we can't fix the votes, but we've been rooting for you to get here. And uh, so glad that you're finally here. Well, I appreciate being here. It's a, it's a great honor to be in the cast of just being a, a finalist in here and just look at the guys that are here today and and in the last 26 years or back since 1996 I started looking at the names flying over here yeah what an impressive well you, and you're just off to your game against Michigan obviously they're they're going on to the playoffs what was your obviously didn't have you know difficult to score a lot of points but your defense hung in there you know for the most part yeah this is one thing you always ask your players to go out there to do is uh, all we're asking them to do is be their best. And every week, I think for the last six or seven weeks, that we, our guys were improving. They were playing really well. They're playing hard. They're going after it. Never gave up. And and sometimes you can play as best as you can, and 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 the other team's better. So yeah, you know, I was just proud of the way they hung in there and kept fighting. Now, the, this is the interesting thing that we found out yesterday, Bruce. You're going to love this. So, you know, try to get to know all of our finalists. And so I'm looking through my information yesterday. So I noticed that Phil played defensive back at Michigan State. And I was looking at it, and I saw not only did he play uh, DB, Bruce and Roger, at, at uh, Michigan State, he was first team, not second team, not third team. He was first team, all Big Ten, not one. That says a lot. Not twice. Three years in a row, I think 83, 84, 85. Is that right, Phil? Wow. Uh, Bruce, I'll give you one guess who uh, his DB coach was. At Saban. Nick Saban. Yeah, that's real easy. Man. I know, I know. How about that? <laughs> so, of course, I asked him, I said, what was it like being under Nick Saban those three years, Phil? Tough. Went, well, <laughs> you want to know what I called him? I used to call him. Sure. I had a nickname. I don't know if I can say it on the air here. You probably can't, but I, okay, I, I, can, I, I can tell you this. It rhymes with Nick. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that, that, <laughs> But, uh, no, I, I think he was a very, you know, a coach who came in there. And, and when I first got there, and it was a changeover when George Perlis came in. And George hired him in, in 82 of December. And then 83 was 83 season that I ended up playing and starting for him. And then. You know, it was just the the way he went about his business. You know, football was important to him. Obviously, you guys can see that now, and it's hard for him to give that up, and and he's going to keep going. But I thought he did a lot of great things, you know, of helping me make sure that I focus and what was important about playing in the back end. Well, what's crazy, too, Bruce, is that he goes on, Phil does, uh, after he finishes his football career playing, he, he's, he ends up being a coach, assistant coach. He goes to Toledo. Where he's there for ten years, and you know who can? I'll give you two guesses who two of his coaches were at Toledo for that ten-year period. One of them we just mentioned, Nick, Saban. Nick Saban was there one year. Yeah, he was there a new uh, nine and two. The other one coached on on a school north of us uh, that we you used to play and get beat by until he retired recently. Josh, you should know who it is. 
talking about a Missouri coach? That's exactly yeah. right. Okay. Gary Pinkle. Right. So you so you were under Pinkle and Saban at Toledo. I can't remember the first well, coach. Dan, Dan Simrall. Simrall, yeah, yeah. Pinkle and uh, Saban, Saban were roommates that's right. at Kent State, right? I, mean, well, I, th- I know they played together yeah, at, at Kent, Kent State, State yeah. with Don James and, yeah. and the history of Don James. And right. that obviously uh, Nick helped uh, Gary Pinkle get the job right. and trying to keep the staff together after Belichick came and and, and what, what makes Phil Parker unique, and that's who we're talking to, the defense coordinator for Iowa, you then, after Toledo, you were, you know, Hayden Fry, who that one of the reasons there's a Brawls Award, Hayden Fry was one of Frank's assistants at one point. Hayden Fry retires at Iowa, and Kirk Ferentz uh, joins the staff. And so Kirk and uh, Norm Parker, no relation, who was a finalist here, hire you back in, what was the first year? 99. He has wow. been at Iowa since 1999. In a day and age, you don't see coaches wow. stay that long or allowed to stay that long. You've been there almost wow. right at 25 years. It's, a, it's an amazing run. Well, it's uh, I've been very fortunate, you know, in my career as far as what, how I wanted to go about it. Uh, I thought it was all about family and making sure that I didn't move my kids around the country. I thought that was a good school system that uh, we went through Iowa at the time. They were the number one uh you know, education in the, in the country at the time, so I thought it was a good deal. Uh, and coaches stayed there for a long time, so that's one of the reasons why I thought it was a good place. And and obviously, Norm kind of uh, kind of encouraged me to come because I remember uh, the last time I played at Michigan State, and we were uh, down in Birmingham playing, I think Georgia Tech or whatever it was, and we lost on the last play or the option football stuff. But uh, he just came up, and, he, and when he told me a couple of things and just really appreciated him coming up to me in the locker room and, and saying the things that he did and, and I end up getting into coaching and it's kind of funny he's uh, you know you love coaching because you're trying to change kids lives and and that's what uh, that's why I got on it yeah so. well 25 years you know you think yeah. that that you know I know at times you you, you guys have had uh, off seasons where you, there's probably been some heat on Ferentz, and I thought maybe he'd retire by now, or a lot of the rumors were he might go to the NFL. But I give him credit; you guys have stayed together a, a long time. Yeah, there's, a, there's probably some reason. You know, I don't know if I have something on Kirk or anything, but uh, <laughs> uh, I've been lucky and fortunate, and uh, you know, it's when you with a group of people and and what you're thinking about and the way you you want to do things. And that's important to me. It's it's hard for me to, you know, be loyal to the the kids you recruit and all the stuff, the, all the memories you have. Right. And all of a sudden, you're going to leave the next day. You know what I mean? Stuff like that happens all the time. But I just want to ask about one of those points. This guy right here, he was a he was a high school coach, and and then he goes on to be with the Frank Brules at the university. Same thing with Gus Malzahn. We had Gus Malzahn. He was high school. Uh, and then I look at what we've had conversations about Sam Pittman uh, in the last couple of, well, all this year anyway, being Hog fans, and he was never a head coach. You know, he's been uh, uh, he's been the assistant, and now he's a head coach. And I'm, I'm just wondering, did he get into it? Did he have aspirations of being a head coach maybe 10 years into his assistant coach life, you know, and, and, and has time passed him by? Do you ever have thoughts of that at all? Well, yeah, you, you do have it, and it's always, you know, I didn't, I, when I was going through the coaching thing, I just wanted to coach, and and uh, like I told a lot of people before, I didn't. It's not like I wanted to be the defensive court like I grew up and say, "Hey, I want to be the defensive <laughs> coordinator <laughs> right, right. At, at here." And then it's not like, "Hey, I want to be the head coach over here." You know, if it happens, it happens. Yeah. If somebody sees that, hey, you can do the job, and you know, and respect for what you do, then then it works. If it doesn't, then it doesn't. But uh, 
I've been very pleased and, and lucky, you know. Oh, I, absolutely. But I sat there and I know this that going back to the high school thing, my high school coach one time when I was leaving, and my senior year I was going to Michigan State, and and he just asked what what I was going to do. He goes, I think you'd be a great coach, you know. He goes, the only thing is, I just don't think you could coach at the high school level. Oh, wow. Okay. Which was, and he just thought it was, and the reason why he said that was, it was just, football was too important for me to take some of the kids, maybe in high school, you know, they're playing, but some of them are not playing because they love the game, and, and you know, but they're just playing, and it, is, it would be a little bit tougher for me to do, deal with younger kids, but. Listen, and take nothing away from yeah. uh, take nothing away from you being an assistant at all. I mean, you know, as, as far as being a radio host, there were times I thought, well, one of these days maybe I have my own show, this and that. But then talent uh, uh, showed me, nah, why don't you just hang around a guy like this and let him be the coach, be a little. I've come to the resolve. I'm great where I am, feel great where I am and doing what I'm doing right now. So once you get to a point of being an assistant and doing all those, I think you have a, 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 a great impact in doing that and feeling comfortable where you are. Doesn't mean you have to be. Yeah, it's it's kind of funny. You, you sit there and go through it. Sometimes you have a little bit more connection with the players yeah. at times because as a head coach, you're doing a lot of different things. Right. And sometimes, you know, I know I always hear Kirk say this. All he wants to do is go over there and coach that offensive line. Right on. You know, that's what yeah. he wants to do. Well, yeah, yeah. after practice, he's over there just doing that. Having gotcha. having seen, you know, I've done this for 28 years, and, you know, sometimes, Phil, and we're visiting with Phil Parker, defense coordinator of Iowa, you know, some guys are meant to be <clears throat> coordinators, and the great coordinators, some guys are meant to be head coaches. They, they, you know, we've had guys go on and win this award and fail as head coaches. And that may be any less of a coach, but right. sometimes it's okay. You know, Mickey Andrews, uh, you know, he was a, pretty much a career assistant coach and one of the best to ever do it. So, yeah, I, I think there's, you know, whatever role we find in life, Absolutely. I think we, we dominate is what we do. And that's and don't, yeah, and mean, certainly yeah, what you have done yeah. as well. No doubt. Coach, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, uh, to switch gears because uh, I'm still thinking about 2019 and uh, sitting in uh, at Michigan Stadium and, and uh, watching your defense. I mean, you came out, David, when they came out for, for pregame warm-ups, uh, and I watched his linebackers roll out, get up, deliver a blow. All of this was, was right. What I was looking at was Frank Ball's 1969. <laughs> yeah. And I go, wow. Look. So I watched the line play, the linebacker play. The ball game was 10 to 3. They had no offensive help. <laughs> yeah. uh, and basically, all of his players had football IQ. Yeah. Okay. You, you, IQ. You, you saw people use their hands, drop step, get outside fast, like you said, hand, feet, eyes, everything. I was so impressed with that. When I left there, I said, man, I cannot believe how disciplined that defense. Now, they're playing Michigan, and Michigan's it's homecoming, yeah. I think, at Michigan that day. And Michigan had a decent ball club. I mean, they really. And did. what was the final score? Yeah, ten three. <laughs> uh, and I never. I'm, and I. And I'm, uh, I he's, got, he's got my vote. But I'm going to ask questions now that fans don't understand probably. Also, right, let's go ahead and take a break. Okay. Uh, we'll take it. We'll come back and visit with more. Uh, more with Phil Parker. By the way, too, there's a coaches' breakfast coming up where all the coaches will be in with Houston and and uh, Freddie Marshall. To, you know, hear more about Coach Brules. But uh, it is 6:46. We're here at the Capitol Hotel. 28th Annual Brules Award. Do you want to thank some Utilities for sponsoring us being here today? It is uh, 6.45.
Coverage of the 2023 Broyles Award is brought to you by Summit Utilities, providing the energy that's always there when and where you need it. Summit Utilities, comfort delivered. Stacked Commercial Truck and Trailer Repair is not only truck and trailer focused. They service and repair all types of equipment, forklifts, boom lifts, excavators, dozers, loaders, and more. From warehousing to excavating, they've got you covered. Go see why Stack is known for having some of the friendliest staff and most knowledgeable technicians in the industry. For trucks, trailers, RVs, material handling, or construction equipment, Stack Commercial Truck and Trailer Repair in Whitehall. What's good, y'all? Clint Sterner here for Low T Center. Fellas, when it comes to your health, every man should know his testosterone number. What's that mean? It's simple. You need to schedule an appointment at Low T Center immediately. It's quick. It's easy. Hell, it's only $25. Walk in, take a simple blood test, get the results in about 25 minutes. So if you've been feeling tired and grumpy, sensing a lack of motivation and drive, dealing with high cholesterol, noticing stubborn weight gain and or loss of muscle mass, it's on you, fellas. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment. Low T Center. Reinventing men's health care. Synthetic grass from Arkansas Luxury Lawns is long-lasting and easy to afford. No more worry about watering, mowing, edging, or weeding. Free yourself from maintenance so you can relax and enjoy a great-looking yard all year. ArkansasLuxuryLawns.com. Hello, folks. It's Frank Fletcher from the Fletcher Dodge Store here in Sherwood. For the past few months, we've been asking you to give us a chance to buy your cars, and the response has been great. We really appreciate all of you who brought your cars in and turned it into cash. We've purchased hundreds of cars from fine people just like you. Folks, we're still buying cars every day. So look around and see what you or your family has in the garage that you want to turn into cash. It's really easy, folks. Just come into Fletcher Dodge and ask for Chris or Andy. We'll buy any vehicle and we'll pay you more than anyone. We can't find enough vehicles at the auto auctions to meet the demand. So we're extending you this offer to the public. We'll pay you more, so don't wait. We've purchased hundreds of cars from fine people just like you. Come see us today for the best cash offer on your car, truck, van, or SUV. Just ask for Chris or Andy. We'll pay you more, so come see us at Fletcher Dodge on Warden Road in Sherwood. Thanks. Did you know Arch Marine is the kayak leader in Central Arkansas? Right now, get 20% off all feel-free kayaks. All the prices are falling on kayaks this month. Don't forget, we repair ATVs. Your granddaddy trusted Arch Marine, and so can you. This year, we considered hiring an ad agency to help with our marketing. They pitched impressive visuals and a script that was inspiring. And exotic animal mascots to help grab your attention. In the end, we just decided to tell it to you straight. Shelter Insurance has award-winning customer service at affordable rates. Plus, our local agents are there to help you understand what coverage you need. See shelter agent Monica Reiners in North Little Rock, Larissa Callie in Bryant, or Chris Allen in Stuttgart. Edgar Award-winning author and Arkansas native E.Y. Craner joins the zone every Tuesday courtesy of Jackalope Cycling. Jackalope Cycling in Russellville is there with bike rentals and service, camping gear, fishing accessories, whatever gets you excited about the outdoors. E.Y. Craner Tuesday in the Zone brought to you by Jackalope Cycling. Check them out online at jackalopecycling.com. This is Miss Arkansas Corey Keller, and you're listening to Morning Mayhem on 103.7 The Bus. Put your headset on there and listen to see if you recognize this uh, 
the uh, Iowa Fight Song. Uh, if you just joined the show, uh, we're here at the Capitol Hotel uh, celebrating the 28th Annual Brawls Award. The ceremony will be done at, uh, will be held at lunchtime. Uh, the, uh, the Zone will be there broadcasting live as well, so you'll be able to hear all the coaches, their speeches. We'll also be on Channel 7. KTV broadcast around the state, and uh, great to have Phil Parker. First-time finalist, long overdue. Uh, your defense is ranked number four in the nation in scoring defense. And, uh, uh, before, Bruce, before you ask that, too, you guys have the great tradition of, of – I don't know when do you do that during the game when you look up at the hospital. When is that done? Right after the first quarter. One of the great traditions yeah. that the kids up there in the children's hospital wave and the, the whole – I mean, that, that, uh, whoever came up with that, brilliant. And that's got to be yeah. really a special thing every game. It is. Um Somebody came up with the idea, and, and it was really uh, when you do it, you sit there and got to understand how lucky you are to go out there and still be able to play football when you go up there and look at some of them upstairs where their guys are waving and some of those kids are not coming out. And uh, just the opportunity that they, they love to enjoy it and, and oversee the game, and, and they're waving back to you. It's very emotional at the time. Oh, unbelievable. Until, yeah. until you're there live and doing it. Uh, it's very special. Uh, I know Bruce has got something for you. My last question before Bruce asks you this is that I mentioned the disparity between your offense and defense. It's, it's a, you know, it's been it's a national conversation piece. Do, you, do, you, do your players get frustrated? Do your defensive guys ever get frustrated? Do the offensive players get frustrated with that inequity between the two team units? Is it ever discussed? Uh, or, or how do you guys handle your business when that, that situation is glaringly there? Well, this is one thing that, you know, Norm Parker always used to say. Um, don't worry about who started the fire. Just put it out. Yeah. You know? And, but no, I th- I think our team is you know it kind of is, it's so close knit team that it I've never seen a divide ever since I've been there. You know. Interesting. And it's and it's the way you coach them. You know, your job is to go out there and play on defense, and and everybody's part of the family just because. You know, you got a family, right? We're gonna do a kick a kid out because he's not. Uh, you're gonna kick him out of the house. We might, we might have start some fights. Uh, <laughs> you might start some fights. Absolutely. Like, come on, man. I mean, if I'm if I'm on offense at Iowa, I feel guilty. I feel guilty to my my. my, my if I was a defensive player at Iowa. I'd be, <laughs> I'd be talking to somebody in a night. Well, you play. you wonder if, of course, you know there is gonna be Bruce. There's gonna be a change. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Brian uh, right. Ferentz is uh, stepping down as the offense coordinator. How long has he been the offensive coordinator? Uh, he's he's Kirk's son, obviously. It's, it's been a while. It's you know ever since Greg Davis left. Um, what seven eight years? Yeah, I think seven eight years. In this day and age, where you have so much change and and money's thrown around, it's first of all you were there twenty five years. Kirk's been there, tw- which is crazy in itself. Yeah. Then that that changes aren't made quicker. You know, like we fired Dan Enos. You know, in the middle of the season. Yeah. You know, after <clears throat> week four about noon, but not happening in, in Iowa. Yeah, it, it did happen finally, but it took eight years for a change to be made. Well, it's very interesting. You know, it's uh, everybody has uh, expectations, and, and sometimes you just don't know the whole story until you're inside the building. And that's the one thing that I thought our guys did is hung together and, and you know, do what we can do sure. as, a, as a team. And that's what football is. It's a team sport. And, and so I don't, I, that's the beauty about being once you get inside the building, you don't hear all the noise outside the right. building. You know. Yeah. Don't listen to noise. Don't let that sink the ship. You know what I mean? To the noise can sink a lot of ships. Coach, I've been, I've been dying to ask you this question. I'd like for you, really, I'd like the, the fans that are listening to this <clears throat> to understand exactly what 
you have to go through and looking for the player that you want to play for you at Iowa that you want to coach. And let's talk about football IQ. Let's talk about down and distance. All the things that people having leverage, using your hands, all this. How do you go out and recruit players that basically have been coached in high school that to play defense? And a lot of times we were talking about seven-on-seven, seven, everything's offensive. What do you find in developing a player that knows down the distance, knows where to football, knows how to play leverage, knows how to use his hands, knows how to use his feet, knows how to keep containment, and is aware? Yeah, that's one thing when you go out to these high schools or you're out there looking at guys, you try to evaluate not only what they're doing on the football field, but when they're interacting with other players and and uh, on their on their team and and see them discussing and and the way they go about their business. You know, I always like to watch guys when they don't think I'm looking, and uh, you know, because then that's a little different story. I just know that. Sometimes you got to go watch them play other sports and how they compete, and you you like multi-sport kids, and then their knowledge of you know really what 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 do they like, and then we we get them in the room and we'll start talking about you know hey what do you see here you know tell me this you know it's a down and distance here what's the score of the ball game is it a 10-3 game or is it a 24 nothing game or you know what is the score that has a lot to do with the area of the field you know the splits of the wide receivers the stance of the the, the the offensive line you know hey is that guy in a two-point stand no two out of the four five guys are in a two-point stance or hey, Football IQ. it's just it's just there's so much that goes on in one play and and everybody says you know the play lasts six or seven seconds but the information that you have to gather before that play is is so much stress on it on your mind that you you should be able to diagnose it and understand it maybe the way the guy works i seen a couple of times um i think it was brady one time i was watching um an nfl game and i seen the guy pat him on the back like this you know before he broke the huddle and um, he went back and threw a comeback to him and, and the same thing he knew exactly where he was going to throw the ball so it's kind of funny because eric all was a tight end that that uh, came over from michigan you know transferred over <coughs> And I remember us playing him in the championship game, and he turned around and he shook the hand of uh, Donovan Edwards and and uh, and butted his head, and that's when they threw a halfback pass on our, our guy. <laughs> so there's things out there, but you, you know the only thing is the guy, the kids have to that are out there have to be aware and alert and know what's going on. You got to have peripheral vision, and make sure that you know and you start seeing all this stuff. There's just so much. The eyes of the fullback, or you know, hey, what way is the center looking? What way is the center pointing? Yeah, you know, the pressure on it. Well, Phil, listen, um, what a great career you've had. Great to have you in here in Little Rock. Good luck today. I know yeah. you're going to knock him dead. Yeah. He's, he seems like a very calm guy. Something tells me that during the course of a game. He played for Coach Saban. Yeah, he's, he's not as calm as this, but what a great job you've done, yeah. not only great this job. year, but in your career. Congratulations yeah. for being a Brulesworth finalist. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck today, Coach. Yeah. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're my choice, and it's yeah. a pleasure meeting you. I'm glad I got to tell you personally how much I enjoyed your defense. Okay, well, thank you very much. I'm just happy to be here. Thanks for all right, 7 o'clock, Mike Bobo, from the University of Georgia, up next.